Well, career development is another key issue for GSOC. A manager can and should focus on and, and encourage a number of things, I would say. And these are really the obligations of the manager. Welcome to Impactful Career Podcast. For those who are listening for the first time, this is where we speak with the most influential professionals in the sector and ask them directly everything to help you navigate the impact sector in smarter ways. Today, I am honored and mostly thrilled and excited to talk to Joe Rispoli, who is the chief of the staff committee at the International Organization for Migration, the IOM, which is now one of the protagonist branches of the UN system due to the global realities and old trends that suggest that it will take a much, much central point in the impact sector given the climate crisis, the wars, the growing inequalities, and everything that are on the rise that are consequently producing more migration. Dear and respected uh, Mr. Rispoli, thank you for making yourself available. I am deeply grateful. How are you today? Thanks so much for having me, Jorge. I'm, uh, I'm doing great and really looking forward to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. So if you don't mind, I'd like to get to it. I can wait to hear your answers. <clears throat> so uh, could yeah. we, can you start by telling us what is the role of the staff association at the, at the IOM? Okay. Well, that's a good question. We have two main roles. We have our practical roles and we have our moral roles, let's say. So for the practical roles that we play, we promote staff welfare and well-being. That's very, very critical to our daily work. So we hold mental health and wellness events in order to make staff feel appreciated, respected, valued, and cared for by the association. And then we also uh, have the role of understanding, protecting, and defending staff rights and staff interests by empowering staff. So we advocate on their behalf with the administration, especially when policies or rules or regulations haven't been consistently or transparently applied in different situations involving different staff members. Uh, in addition, we identify, address, and resolve issues that affect staff. And we try and do that informally in collaboration with the Office of the Ombudsperson and the Staff Welfare Officer and others. But whenever necessary, we also offer legal advice through the GSAC external legal advisors and legal insurance coverage when we do need to go the formal legal route. And then we also make referrals to relevant support services as necessary. The other thing we do is we act as a channel of communication between the administration and staff members, especially those in the deep field, because many staff in the, in the deep field are disconnected from what's happening uh, at headquarters and vice versa. So we put out podcasts just like this one, videos, top tips. Policy Bites, where we kind of distill the most important ingredients and elements of different policies and surveys so that we can make staff voices heard and we can increase mutual understanding between staff and the administration. And the other sort of practical role we play is to advocate for the development and the amendment of different policies to address systemic issues organization-wide issues. So if we have many different staff members who come to us 
about similar issues, we take them to the administration and we advocate for policy changes accordingly. And then we also have a moral role to play. And for this, I think we have to lead by example. So, you know, as GSAC, as the Global Staff Association Committee, we're in the spotlight and people need to see that we're treating our GSAC members, our GSAC secretariat, our regional representatives well, and that we're promoting their well-being. Because if we can't do it for ourselves as GSAC, then how can we do it for the Global Staff Association members and for staff members at large? And they need to see that we're following the rules, that we're being transparent, that we're being fair. So leading by example is really, really critical. Otherwise, the Global Staff Association members, the, the staff of IOM, will not feel comfortable coming to GSAC for support. So both the practical and the moral roles are very important. Yes, that's uh, frankly speaking, that's the main reason why I'm super anxious to hear your answers because you truly represent the voice of so many professionals in the in the UN system and, and, and advocate and look after them. And you're quite in line in touch with with their concerns, disenchantments, and, and with the good things as well. And the progress that the, the committee has been able to achieve throughout policies and, and through your work. Following up, and, and what have you learned by being involved, leading and representing the whole staff? Uh, what are the main complaints, disenchantments, these things? Well, yeah, that's also a good question. Actually, we have a few main areas in which staff tend to tend to complain or put in grievances uh, to GSAC. The main issue where over 50% of all of our cases have related to lack of job security. So here we're talking about grievances related to non-renewal or termination of employment contracts. And that can be because of many different factors. It could be related to abolition of posts. It could be due to restructuring personality clashes between the, the manager and the, the staff member, cronyism, favoritism, um, and it could be due to performance issues. Maybe there's poor performance, but maybe there's been a lack of due process or there hasn't been procedural fairness, so the procedures haven't been followed, like the performance improvement plan or documenting the poor performance, which can lead to Um, red flags being raised, right? Because then they're claiming, the manager is claiming that it's poor performance, but there isn't any evidence of poor performance, which could uh. raise eyebrows in the sense that staff could think, okay, maybe this is just, uh, they want to bring in their own person, their own friend, sure, or, sure. or because of a personality clash, or they're just making up that it's about restructuring, but it's not actually about that. So, so that's a key issue. And this is also because of projectization. You know, we're more project-based um, than most other UN agencies. So that means that we're able to be very operational, responsive, and flexible, and we're not overly bureaucratic. And that's great for serving migrants and governments and other beneficiaries. But the cons associated with that are that staff are often put on short-term contracts, and that puts them in a vulnerable position. And sometimes for many years, they could be on short-term contracts, consultancy contracts, ungraded contracts, where they're not given all the entitlements that those on regular or fixed-term contracts would have. Um, another issue is misconduct, harassment, so sexual or harassment or otherwise, abuse of authority, 
bullying, mobbing, these sorts of things. So allegations of misconduct, there's a sort of lack of psychological safety among certain staff. Um, there could be a fear of retaliation if they report allegations of misconduct. So I would say that's, uh, that's second in terms of the main reasons that colleagues come to us as GSAC for support. And then thirdly, medical issues. Is something to be considered sick leave or occupational leave? Occupational leave can imply that there would be some disability benefits perhaps and can be more, cost, more costly for the organization. So, And then there are staff with mental health issues and stress-related issues. So st- in terms of mental health issues, there's still stigmatization uh, surrounding that. And sometimes they'll come to GSAC, and sometimes all they need is for us to actively listen and empathize with them and provide advice or guidance um, or just encourage them. Other times there are stress-related issues. So HRM put out a global staff survey earlier this year. And what we realized from the survey results was that we have very highly committed and highly engaged staff members, which is wonderful. Staff are motivated and they are engaged. However, they're big stress balls as well. They're working long hours. They're working at a very frantic pace. People are very, very stressed out. So while they're very committed and motivated, they're also very stressed out. So they come to GSAC a lot when it comes to this. Um, and we do have examples of, you know, of people who have achieved so much and come with so much energy, some of whom have gotten burnt out now and they, they have, they're experiencing depression or anxiety or trauma. Um, they have mental illness or, um, they're, they're just so burnt out that there's substance misuse and some of them even have to go to rehab and some of them are neglecting their families and so on. So there's, there's this kind of workaholic phenomenon that's happening where people feel the need within the organizational culture to work, 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 and they feel guilty if they're not always working. And so GSAC is trying to raise awareness among staff at all levels, because this is at all levels, right? Um, That they shouldn't feel guilty if they're not working all the time. They need to try and achieve work-life balance and work-life integration, which is different for every individual, but it does need to be achieved. Following up on the first point that you touched, the, the job security, I just need to hear your opinion. This matter, I understand that the Global Staff Association Committee helps the individual cases, but how do you see in the future in terms of policy? Is anything being done to offer better job security? Hey there, the rest of this podcast is exclusively for Impact Pool Fellows. Upgrade now and accelerate your career.